Welcome to this Sunday's message from the King's Church Mid-Sussex. Fantastic. Great. Oh, good morning, everyone. Oh, wasn't that lovely? Wasn't that lovely? Some good Christmas jumpers around as well, everyone. Um, not quite as good as mine, uh, but some good Christmas jumpers around. Uh, so we're into the Christmas season. We're into the Christmas month. You know, every year in our household, we get out the Christmas calendars, the Advent calendars at the beginning of December, like everyone does. Now, for me and the kids, it's all about chocolate, okay? So we have this. This is our chocolate Advent calendar. Every day, there's a different drawer with some chocolates in it. And this year, for for the first year, Rachel got me my own one as well. So I've got this chocolate calendar as well. Two morning chocolates before the day even gets going. Give us a wave if you've got a chocolate calendar this year. Give us a wave if you've got a chocolate calendar. There's quite a lot out there, quite a lot. Now, Rachel, my wife, for her, she's less bothered about the chocolate. She likes picture advent calendars. Uh, and so this is, this is Rachel's here. Look at that. So comes out like that, little gate. And I think there's some animals in there as well that kind of, you know... That sort of stuff. Uh, so every day, like a flap to open with a different Christmas scene. Maybe a star, maybe a robin, maybe a manger or something like that. Give us a wave if, like, picture calendars are more your kind of cup of tea. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. I have to say, it's not as tasty as mine, but it does look a bit more tasteful decorated in our, in our, in our dining room. Now, if chocolate calendars or uh, picture calendars are, are not for you, there's loads of other options around now. Um, here's some of my favourites. What about this one? A, a sock calendar. Anyone got one of these? A sock calendar. I could do with these. Mine and Moni got holes in. So 25 different pairs of socks in the lead-up to Christmas. Oh, what about this one? I know there's one person in particular here like this one. This one is a cheese Christmas calendar. Every day, a different bit of cheese as you start to look forward to Christmas. Or my personal favourite, I like this one a lot. This is a mince pie calendar. Look at that. Every day, you could start your morning in the lead up to Christmas with a mince pie. So Advent calendars begin the countdown to Christmas because Advent is about waiting and preparing in the hope of something that is coming. And so my question for you this morning is, what are you hoping for this Christmas? What are you hoping for this Christmas? And often when we think about what we're hoping for, the first thought we can have is about what we're hoping to get for Christmas. Who here has has made a Christmas list. Give us a wave if you've made a Christmas list. Yeah, maybe you've kind of sent it off to Father Christmas. Maybe you've done an email and sent it around to wider families. But Christmas lists are are actually really important, actually, aren't they? Because let's face it, no one wants to be disappointed at Christmas by getting something they haven't hoped for. No one wants to see this on Christmas Day when they've received something that I did not hope for that. I wasn't looking for that at all. I wonder what you're hoping for this Christmas. You know, as a kid, I would, um, I would make a list of things that I wanted. I would get something called the Argos catalogue, which might need some explaining for kids these days, but it's big paper version of basically Amazon. Uh, and you'd look at it, and every year I'd flick through the catalogue 
and I'd find things that I wanted, that I needed, and all of a sudden, they would be put on my list. Things like this, I would want like some bath toys, uh, or a Playmobil set, or, or maybe, uh, I can't remember what the other thing was, uh, some games perhaps. Now, as I got older, the things that I hoped for for Christmas, they changed. So like bath toys became radio-controlled cars, uh, Playmobil sets became Lego sets, and games became CDs, like this one. <laughs> Kid you not, one of my first CDs, Willie Nelson CD, that's where my love of country music came from. When I became an adult, my hopes of what I wanted changed again. All these things change, and all of a sudden, as an adult, I wanted some slippers for Christmas, maybe a woolly jumper and some chocolate. The things that I hoped for year on year changed. You know, sometimes I didn't really know what I wanted for Christmas, so I just threw some things on a list in the hope of getting something. My dad, he's slightly different though. My dad has the same things on his list every single year without fail. I can guarantee this year my dad's list will read something like this. A book, some garden vouchers, and some chutney. That's it, three things. He never seems to get bored or tired of wanting the same things year in, year out. You know, everyone goes through an advent, a time of waiting, a time of preparing in expectation of what is to come. You know, some people, they write those hopes down on a list. Some people, their hopes are not tangible, so they just kind of hold them in their heart. You know, God knows what it's like to go through an advent, a time of waiting and preparing in eager expectation of an event he knew was going to happen. But his advent wasn't 25 days long. <clears throat> his advent was thousands and thousands of days long, which is a lot of morning chocolates or flaps to open every single day. And as he waited patiently for the first Christmas, he held in his heart a list of things that he was longing for, things that he was hoping for. And after a while, he began to tell people what he was hoping for, so that generation after generation after generation knew what God was eagerly waiting in anticipation for. You know, just like my dad, that never got tired of wanting or hoping and longing for the same things, what God hoped for didn't change. From year to year, century to century, he still had the same things on his list. You know, the Bible actually says this. It says, God never changes his mind. He never changes his mind. The things he hoped for remained the same year after year. In fact, I've got a copy of what God wanted for the first Christmas. I've got a copy of his list right here. Now let me just read it out to you. It says this, God's, God's Christmas list. Actually, it's shorter than I remember. There's actually only one thing on his list. What he wanted for Christmas, it says, is you. That's it. That's all that was on his list. You know, as we've heard read to us in the story, a day came 
when everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. And an angel appeared to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You're going to call him Jesus. He's God's son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. And there in the stable, we heard, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, a baby that would change the world was born. And they gazed in wonder at God's gift and named him Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. You see, what God wanted, what he was waiting for, what he'd been preparing for, the thing that was on his list for the first Christmas was you. His aim was to come and rescue you from a life separated from him to a life where you could know him. You could know Emmanuel, God with us. And when the angels came to Mary and told her that finally God's waiting was over and he was going to come and be with you and rescue you, her response was this. Hey, it's too, it's too wonderful. And we're told that she, her heart started beating hard. You know, God's advent was over. You know, our hope you have a great Christmas. I hope you get some of the things that are on your list. I hope you have a great time with family and friends. But above all, I hope that you see what was on God's list. That his list was you. I hope you see what Mary sees and how wonderful it is that God came for you, came to rescue you, came to be with you forever. That his great desire more than anything else, was to be with you. And it's what he made possible at Christmas. And you know, if we thank him for coming for us, for being with us, if we thank him for that, then there's some other things that we get at Christmas as a result of thanking God for coming to be with us. We get things like this. We get joy. We get peace. We get comfort. We get forgiveness, we get eternal life, we get friendship with God, and so many things, all because God came to us, to be with us, his greatest desire. Why don't we, um, why don't we pray together? Thanks for listening to this message from the King's Church, Mid-Sussex. To connect with us online, visit tkc.org.uk. We hope you'll join us again soon.